There's a chance for Mule and Burns. They score! And the Mules score! Scores! Three in a row for the Mules! Duke has to put it up at the buzzer! It's good! And the Mules win it! Coming to you from Allentown, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Mule and Mules podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to the coaches, staff, athletes, and alumni who make up the Muhlenberg Athletics family and are proud to call themselves Mules. And our guests this week, just five days from Election Day, are two members of the Muhlenberg wrestling team, juniors Billy Moore and Ramiro Osuna. They might be at opposite ends of the wrestling spectrum. Billy wrestles at 133 pounds and Ramiro at heavyweight. But on the political spectrum, they have teamed up to both work as field organizers in the campaign of congressional candidate Lisa Scheller. A Republican, Scheller is challenging Democratic incumbent Susan Wilde for the seat in the House of Representatives from Pennsylvania's 7th District, a district that includes Allentown. Welcome, Billy. Good to see you. And uh, welcome, Ramiro. Hey, Mike. So you guys are working on, on Lisa Scheller's campaign. We have less than a week to go for the election. And, and Billy, this is something that you've been working on for, for almost this whole year. Tell us, uh, tell us when you started on this and, and how you got started on it. So yeah, I mean, I started on the campaign in about January of this year, towards the end. And I was just really just looking for something to do. My mother passed away in December, so I was just trying to get something to do. And I was injured from this wrestling prior wrestling season, so I wanted to do something a little extra. And so I just sent an email to the campaign manager because I thought she had the best shot of making it out of the primary. And so I sent the campaign manager an email and came in for an internship and it just kind of turned into a job. Oh, that's great. What, is this something you've, you've done before or why did you have interest in this? I mean, it's not something I've done before. Um, it's just my first election cycle actually working in politics. But I mean, I'm a political science major, so I thought it'd be a good idea to get in some form of local politics and um, especially Congress. I think it'd be a good experience to get a sense of the political atmosphere. So then you, you started, you said at the end of January, and then you had, you had to go home uh, when everybody gets on home, right? In March. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But you continue to work from home. Yeah, I continue to work from home. So when I went home, I still, I wasn't getting paid at the time. So, I mean, I worked at Amazon for a little bit, but on the side, um, I would make phone calls for the campaign and stuff like that and just work with the campaign at least two or three hours a day. When did you get back and start working in person again? So then I started working back in person. They called me back to see if I could come back and help them out about a week before the primary. And so the primary was originally scheduled for, I think, April 24th or 25th. Um, and it had gotten, gotten pushed back till June 2nd. So I came back about a week before the primary, which was May 27th. And that was when I was in person. Okay, and and you've been you've been going ever since, right here up until uh, all the way into November. And uh, Ramiro, when when did you come on board, and how did you get involved? I got officially hired sixty six days out to election day, so I guess a month and a half ago now. The position opened up, so Bill he's totally been here forever. So uh, we had other coworkers who weren't really like doing what they were supposed to. And so they had to let them go until a spot opened up. And uh, Bill, we wrestled together, same, same class and everything. So he was like, yo, if you want to come on board, you know, there's an open spot for you. And I'm also a political science major. I wanted to go to politics at one point. I just wasn't sure how or what route to take. And I'm kind of enjoying the congressional race. It's more like personal, you know, it's more, like, it's more about like specific areas rather than like the entire country or like the entire city for a governor race. And yeah, I've been here for now 60, 50 something days now. We have like 10 days left, something like that. 
So, so Billy kind of recruited you, huh? Yeah, yeah. So before I got officially hired, I volunteered once or twice for Lisa, like during the summer, and then for other events, the bills plan and stuff. So it was pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. Great experience. It's a small kind of group there uh, in the campaign office. There's there's you two and and yeah, there's, there's us two. We have the political manager, uh, like the campaign manager, and the main guy, and then below him is our political director, Steve Lynch. He's like Lisa's like almost right hand man. He plans the events. He's in charge of like what's happening throughout day to day. And then we have Brooke. Brooke is, you know what I'm talking about? Brooke, uh, Brooke is our communications director. Yeah, so like social media, Instagram, Facebook. She's in charge of all that. Like pictures, videos, she's in charge of top of that too. And then me and Bill, like the field organizers, we're the volunteer recruiters, we're the loggers, the phone callers. That's what we do for the most part. Talk about, you know, what, what your your day-to-day duties are. You know, what kind of hours you work, how, how frequently you work, and, and right, you know, what you guys do. So, I mean, our day-to-day hours, I mean, we're working seven days a week. So, I mean, the election never stops. So, I mean, our main duties is just handling volunteers, so, and mainly grassroots. So, I mean, grassroots includes, like, phone calls, going door-to-door, getting people to events, and stuff like that, and just maintaining that our volunteers are actually getting out the boat. So, on a day-to-day basis, usually we'll get here at the office about 9.30, 10 o'clock, and we'll start calling our volunteers, just checking up on them, seeing what they're doing throughout the day, and then also making recruiting calls, so... People who are interested or express interest in volunteering, we'll give them a call and try to get them on board. Right now, it's a little bit, our day-to-day kind of changes, so now it's closer to the election, where we kind of have our core set of volunteers that we have, um, and we just check in with them in the morning, and we head out, and we go door-to-door canvassing. And so door-to-door canvassing is like our most important asset right now. Obviously, we wear a mask when we go door-to-door, but... It's just knocking on people's doors, seeing how they're feeling about the congressional election, talking to them about Lisa Scheller, what she stands for, kind of answering their questions about, you know, voting, voting by mail, where they can go vote in person, and then just answering some last-minute questions about the election at this point. Yeah, it's kind of funny in this internet age and this age of so many ways to communicate that a door-to-door is still an important part of a campaign strategy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think... The thing about door-to-door is um, people actually, you're actually right in front of their face. So they can't really ignore it when you're there. I mean, they're, they're actually talking to you. And especially in the congressional race that I found interesting is a lot of people don't follow it as closely as they do the presidential. I mean, every day on social media, you're seeing in your face about the presidential, um, you know, what Trump is doing, what Biden is doing. But nobody really hears about like with the congressional race. So, I mean, it's, it's really cool to work on a congressional level and just inform people about what's going on in their own district and who's running in their district. Have you had any doors slammed in your face by people who are interested in talking? <laughs> yeah, we both had our fair set of experiences there. The, the voters weren't as friendly as others. I had this one example, I was getting into my car, I was just locked my door, I was gonna go drive away, and this man comes up like in a black Jeep following me, like with a camera outside of his car, just following me, like taping my, like, my license plate, I guess. And then he drives away as I start getting out of my car. It was just one of those weird, like, experiences I had. Like, like I had seen it. You would read about it. People, you know, follow people, whatever. But, like, living it was a little different, you know? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't really scared. I was just confused as to what was happening. And similarly, yeah. I mean, not everybody likes somebody showing up to their door that they don't know. I mean, I've been chased away with a broom. <laughs> I've been chased away, period. I've been attacked, like, not attacked by dogs, but chased away by dogs. Yeah, lots of dogs. Um, yeah, I used to really like dogs, but now I'm starting to like them less. But, but yeah, yeah, not everybody's just going to be open. But that's also the other thing is it's challenging to actually also go and knock on people's door and talk about 
such a touchy subject about politics, especially since it's so divided right now. Yeah, I mean, when you guys defend against people taking shots at you in wrestling, that has to help, like, if you're trying to avoid a broom or a dog, right? Yeah. You put your wrestling skills to good use. Yeah, I, I could definitely say that wrestling and, like, campaign and political politics are, it's really helped because and when you wrestle, like, you're not always going to get, like, a perfect execution, you know, right? You're not always gonna get that perfect voter who's like, all right, you know what, I'm 100% Lisa. Sometimes you have to push a little bit, like, you know what, Lisa's a big advocate for this. She's a big advocate for Second Amendment. You know, she's been 38 years in recovery. Like, she's a you know a really good person to follow. Sometimes you have to like push a little bit. And in wrestling, same thing. Like, if you're not up, like, if you're not, if you're losing or something, you want to like recover. You know, just like keep going. Has the pace gotten uh, a little bit more hectic as as the elections gotten near nearer? Yeah, our, our oh, Bill Manson, we come in like 9.30, 10 o'clock. We're here until, well, right now it's 7-something. We're still here. Like, if it hadn't been for that tire, we'd still be here from, like, and up until 8 o'clock, we'll, we'll be here for most likely. I know for me and Bill, we knock, like, most of the day. But there's never, like, downtime. We're just not doing anything, if that makes sense. Right. And, uh, Bill, you mentioned uh, you came back in person just before the primary, which was on June 2nd. Lisa Scheller beat uh, Dean Browning in a very, very close race. What? What, what were you doing? Um, where were you as the results were coming in? And, and what was that like just being, uh, you know, on a, on a campaign you had worked on for, for five or six months, like, you know, like following the results as they came in? To be honest, I mean, at first we kind of thought, you know, you know, Lisa was going to be able to win handedly. Um, but as soon as it started coming around and I think uh, getting the primary date shifted up definitely didn't help us. But I mean, it, it was exhilarating to be able to be working on a campaign. When I first came, we were during, we were in the petition process. So to get on the ballot, you need 2000 signatures. And when I started, we were about a hundred. So we had about a week or two to get 2000 people to sign a petition just to get on the ballot. And we were able to do that. So, I mean, it, it is, it's a good feeling that, you know, you've been able to get her on the ballot and then get her to win and then um, onto the general election. I mean, it just feels good that you're a part of something that's much bigger than just yourself. It makes an actual difference for the Lehigh Valley in general. And speaking of the Lehigh Valley, neither of you are, are from the Lehigh Valley. You're both from, from New Jersey. Have you learned more about the area and the issues that are important to, to people in your area? Billy, I see you smiling. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've been in every corner of this district in the Lehigh Valley. Including Moore Township, right? That's, uh, yeah. that, that, that's named after you, right? They must love you. They must love you there. Yeah. Well, I was actually in a town called Morristown, like right by where I'm from, Borden Town, New Jersey. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we're the, the district is pretty large, so it goes all the way down to McCungy, and then it goes all the way up to Stroudsburg. So I mean, we're we're pretty much all over Northampton County, and we're all over in Lehigh County. So I, I guess as a result of just working here, I've been able to really understand the area a little bit more. Not just Allentown. I know more about Bethlehem and Easton and all the outskirts, but it's also been really nice to get to know people from throughout the district. You know, I've met people that I wouldn't have met just in Amulenburg or just being at school. I've been able to really understand what the people of Lehigh Valley are really about and what their values really are about. And other than learning about, about the Lehigh Valley, what do you guys feel like you've learned, you know, either skills-wise or otherwise from having been a part of this campaign? I just like the campaign, my job in general is really, like, it teaches you what people are really like, you know? In the, in the news, you'll read this a bit and that about candidates and, like, races and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just people really trying to, you know, better other people, you know. So Lisa, in my opinion, she's really, like, she's really trying to work hard for Lehigh people, like the Lehigh Valley people, as compared to, like, other opponents and candidates. I think she's really authentic. I think she's really 
cares about the people and she's trying to make the best for everyone. I think in this campaign, what I've learned was just getting better with people, just understanding how to talk to people a bit better and just getting to understand people. Because obviously we all come from like different areas and obviously I'm not from the area. So obviously like something like door to door has been huge for me because, you know, obviously it's not every day where you just go and knock on somebody's door and you're talking to them. So you have to kind of adapt and learn how to interact with a wide variety of people throughout the day. But other than that, I think um, it gives me some real world experience on what campaigning is really like. Uh, I mean, you can study it and you can look at poll numbers and stuff like that in class and stuff like that. But until you're actually here and you start to understand how the poll numbers are drawn, how we target voters, what we're feeling like, and then also dealing with like the candidate. I mean, there's a variety of factors that can't really just be explained in words. You really just have to experience it for yourself to grasp an understanding of it. Yeah, you mentioned uh, poll numbers. Do you, I imagine you follow the polls pretty closely. Uh, obviously, Muhlenberg has a great polling system, one of the best in the country. And, you know, as of the latest polls, Susan Wilde, Lisa Scheller's opponent, was ahead. Do you guys follow those closely and, and, and maybe adjust your strategies as, as, as you, those numbers come in? Uh, I mean, how would I put it? So, I mean, obviously, just like in a wrestling match, you know, you're down by 13 points. So, I mean, it's 13 nothing. You can still come back and pin your opponent, but you just can't worry about the score. So, I mean, I think polling numbers just kind of relates to wrestling. So, like, you're never worried about, like, what other people are saying. I mean, the polling numbers give you a little bit of reassurance and tell you where you're at, but at the end of the day, your goal is to win. So you just keep chugging along, and uh, you don't really pay attention to them as much. Personally, I mean, I think just working on the campaign, I can't really agree with the poll because at the end of the day, I have to tell myself that we're going to win, that we're, we, we want to win. And so, yeah, I would just say uh, we, we have our own internal polls as well. I mean, there's a lot of different polling. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's – the polls don't really affect me. They just kind of affect how the campaign looks at it. But we just want to work as hard as we can to get the best result. I think as far as polling, I'm not really a big, like, I know they're important. I know people really come, like, they try to see where we are. But as far as polling, it doesn't really relate to what we do here because as it's like me and Bill and actually everyone in the office, they work like day to day, you know, we work hard. And sometimes the results aren't there for the polling just because all the voters don't go out for the polls. You know, less than half the voters who actually vote election day vote for the polls. So in my opinion, they're a little inaccurate, even though we might be down a few points. We never really know up until election day. Like the elections are going on right now. Like there's some voters will call, we're knocking on doors. They're like, yeah, we already mailed in our, our votes. So, you know, it's not really like accurate, I would say. But at the end of the day, polls aren't really like that important because just because election day is like the day that really matters. I mean, it's my opinion at least. So, uh, Bill, you said you're uh, you're both political science majors, and you know, Ramiro, you're also majoring in, in media and communication, uh, correct? Yes. I mean, what you're doing is really those two things combined. So that that's really great real world experience for you know for the two things that you're studying. Actually, when I told Bill that I was also media communication, he told his campaign manager, he was like, you know, that's really good because not only not only are we like politically involved, like campaigning and stuff, we're also like the physical aspect, the, the people person, you know? When you talk to people, you want, you're talking to an individual, like a person, they have feelings, they have opinions, thoughts. So it's not just about, you know what, vote for us, vote for us, but all right, like how can we get your vote, you know? What can we do to make you 100% sure that you want to give us your vote, you know? It's not just about pushing her name out. It's not just about, making sure people are out there. It's about making sure that she actually, she actually meets some of the people voting for her, you know? And I think that this job gave me an opportunity not to only worry about the political aspect, but also like the physical and like the personality aspect. So hopefully sometime down in the future, I can 
bring those back together, especially if I stay involved in politics. I'm going to have to be using both skills throughout the day. I say every day I use both skills that I've been learning at school. Yeah. Do, do you have any, any political uh, ambitions for yourself? You can... Mayor Osuna, maybe we'll see. I mean, uh, when I was younger, everyone knew, like, I would be president, I want to be this. But as far as, like, going to politics, maybe at some point I see myself running, uh, not for uh, congressional, maybe state, like, Senate level. If not in Pennsylvania, most likely New Jersey, just depending where I live. Or it might not be either, honestly. It just depends where I live after college and, like, when I'm of age, uh, of course, to run. Yeah, I guess if that if that does happen, it's good to have seen the operation from the other side. Yeah, like, yeah. So like for the campaign, there's like two aspects. There's like the actual, like the running part, you know, the person running, and there's the actual, like the campaign part, like what we're doing, what we're involved. So we're like behind the scenes type thing. So if at some point I want to be in the spotlight, I guess to say, or if Bill wants to work at some point, then we'll have to step into like a different kind of realm, you know, so just a little different in both areas. Maybe maybe some point, you know, you never know. You never know is right, right? No, yeah. How about you, Bill? Um, <laughs> You know, I want to run. Uh, I mean, it was always a dream of mine to like run for Congress one day and stuff like that. I mean, personally, I I don't know if I could see myself running. I, like you said, maybe on like a state state house level or state rep level, wherever I go. Right now, it's just getting experience, and maybe the time will come. But right now, uh, I wouldn't say I have like any definitive plans to. I mean, that, that also comes like at the feelings of um, being in politics on how well like that would be. Um, knowing that I'm involved in politics and I'm, I would be classified as a politician. <laughs> this is something that uh, I don't really believe that should be running government. So I mean, it would be a consideration. But um, yeah, right now I don't want to. I wouldn't commit to anything or say that that's what I want to be. I'll just see how this goes and we'll move on from there. Well, it's good to be uh, you know in, involved in the political process. You know, even from this aspect of it. You know, as as, as young people. You know, this is. For both of you guys, this is your first time being able to, to vote in a presidential election. So that has to be pretty, pretty exciting. And, and I understand, Billy, I, I understand you helped the rest of the wrestling team get registered to vote. Yeah, uh, Ramirez did too, actually, because he's actually on campus. So I'm living in Bethlehem right now. So for some of the freshmen that were on campus, Ramirez was able to you know, get a few of those voter registrations for them. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good experience, especially the people who were off campus and the kids who were on campus. I mean, they were really good to me. They were really good to me on the registered vote and we encouraged them to vote. And yeah, I mean, we even said, you know, even regardless of who you're supporting this upcoming election, so everybody's right to vote. And so we've made an effort to make sure that everybody was signed up. Why is it so important to vote there? I know there's been a big push this year about getting the vote out. When you encourage people to vote, why do you tell them that it's so important to vote? I mean, it's important to vote because it's your right. I mean, you want to have your say. I mean, there's uh, one thing that I, I found that a lot of people don't like or a sentiment, I guess, I would kind of agree with. I mean, if you don't vote, then you can't really complain about what's going on. <laughs> I mean, you should have your voice heard, even if you don't agree with both parties, and you can vote third party or you can write somebody in or just not vote at all and just vote and just write somebody in or vote for something that I don't even know, somebody you believe in. Go for yourself for all I care. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's everybody's right. Not everybody had the right to vote at one point. So making sure um, that you're just exercising your right. And uh, I just think it's important to our uh, to our political system. I believe voting is like one of our God-given rights. So if you're not voting and you're eligible to, it's just, I wouldn't say it's a waste, but it's definitely an opportunity you could have taken advantage of, you know. As far as this election, as compared to others, you know, before Obama, before Bush, before all the presidents before, like, our current president, I believe this election is one of the most pivotal in our history. I believe, well, 
I can tell from going door to door and just calling people that a lot of the households are more or less split between Democrats and Republicans, or some people want to vote Trump, some people want to vote Biden. So it's really like, it's really important. I think people go out and vote just because at the end of the day, the next four years are in our hands for the most part. And I know there's a lot of like talk about, you know what, it might be fraud, it might be some problems, but if you go out or if you mail in your ballot and if you go out to the ballot, you, you vote that day, that is don't worry. Like if you vote physically and you're like, all right, I cast my, my vote, then you shouldn't have any worry. And as far as results, uh, we can never get what we want or what we need, I guess, sometimes, but we'll see how it goes. 2016 was a crazy election. 2020 is going to be a crazy election. And I just, I'm just really ex- excited and curious to see what's going to happen going forward, honestly. Yeah, I think that's very well said, Ramiro. And I think uh, I think there's a lot of people who would say that if you don't vote, it is a waste. It's a waste of a of a right that many people fought for and and died for over the history of our country um, to give everybody that right. So, uh, very very well said. So, how do you guys manage doing all this stuff and 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 also being college students? I mean, it seems like very hectic. Like you have uh, a full time job, which has probably become even more than full time uh, as as the elections drawn closer, and then you're also trying to manage you know classes virtually or uh, you know, how, how, do you, how do you guys manage to, to do all that? Um, Lots of late nights? Late nights, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a little difficult. I mean, I've talked, to, um, I've talked to a lot of my professors to see if we can just work out a proper time to do it. But, I mean, it is still a lot of late nights because you're balancing so many different classes. But just maintaining good relationship <laughs> with my professors and just letting them know what's happening. I mean, I also know at the same time, the late nights... Uh, I only got 10 more nights that I'm going to be staying up till like 2 or 3 a.m. doing it. So just knowing that, you know, I just have to hold out and just for another 10 or 11 days and I can just solely focus on schoolwork is my main focus right now. So, yeah, you just got to be motivated. You just got to stay on your path and just make sure uh, you're, you're having good contact with your professors and just letting them know what's going on. I agree with Bill. Having open communication with professors and our campaign manager here and others involved in like our office is really important because there's so many moving pieces to school and to the campaign that you have to be in communication constantly with everyone around you just so and just so everyone's not confused or wondering like what's happening you know what's happening as far as maintaining the job and school i told all my professors that you know i might i may need a, a day or two for assignments and they're, they're really understanding i'll say for one thing the Milan professors all of my years so far they've all, always been understanding like no matter what's happening they're there for you i really appreciate that this job though as bill said we have 10 11 days left so it's really just a grind from jumping around. It's been a grind for the last two or three weeks now, I'd say, but slowly but surely it's coming together. It's not, I wouldn't say it's the easiest thing that we've done so far, but it's definitely not the hardest either. It's like when you're in the third period of a match with about 45 seconds left and it's really yeah, close, right? You just got to push through. Yeah, you just got to push through. And then, and then sometimes you have a little extra time, like overtime. Obviously, after November 3rd, it's not going to be overtime, but this is where we are now. We're in the third period, and then we have overtime the last few days. So just really a push from here on. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think what Mira said, I mean, going into overtime, I think it's kind of going to be like that because we all know that the election is not going to be over November 3rd, especially with the mail-in ballots um, and stuff like that. And I really don't have anything against them. But, but at the same time, we know in our job, it's going to keep us here for a couple extra days. So, I mean, we're it's a little bit of an awkward election, I would say. But, um, yeah, you just got to be ready for everything and anything because really anything can happen, especially this election. Yeah, and I imagine um, whether it's Tuesday, wh- wh- the day of the election, or or even if it goes on a little bit past that, I guess, I guess it'll be 
kind of be a little bittersweet, you know, no matter what the result of the election is, you know, something that you guys have been working and, and working hard on, you won't have that anymore in your lives. Uh, you, I'm sure you'll welcome all the extra free time, but probably miss doing doing this job. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the, what I'm going to miss the most is probably my volunteers. I mean, you build such a, I built such a great relationship with a lot of my volunteers um, over these last few months, and they actually do mean a lot to me because I see them almost every day and I'm in contact with them every day. So it's probably going to hit me after the election that I'm not going to be talking to these people every day or I'm not going to be seeing them every day. That's probably when it's, I'm probably going to get a little upset about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's win or lose. Win or lose the election. It's been a great experience uh, being part of the political process. I mean, obviously we want to win. We're going to work through winning. But I mean, really just stepping back and just saying, you know, it was just one email that really got me here. And I was able to bring a good friend of mine, Ramiro, on board. And um, it's really been a great experience to work with him and work with everybody here. I believe once the election's over, the thing I miss most is like the structure of everything. Coming into the office, it's just more part of the experience, you know. You sit down, you plan out your day, you have the meetings. As Bill said, the interaction with all volunteers, with our fellow like coworkers, just like the day-to-day activities, even though we're busy, we're doing things in and out of the office all day. It's just good to have like the home, like the, the, the grounds that we can come here and like, you know what, we're gonna go after, we're gonna go work together, you know. Once the election's over, um, I don't know what's gonna happen with the rest of the season, whether or not we're gonna have one, but I was one of those guys that Bill could probably attest as well that we just need kind of structure, you know. So waking up, having something to do, having class, having to work, I'm, I'm definitely gonna miss that. Just because if we don't have a wrestling season, it'll just be classes and like whatever the job I pick up on the side. So hopefully we have a season after the election, but if we don't, I'm definitely gonna miss the structure and everything. Yeah, and I was I was actually gonna ask about uh, talk a little bit about wrestling. The season definitely, you know, in, in question at this point. What are some of the things that you guys would in a normal year under normal circumstances, the team would probably be wrestling their first tournament the weekend after election day. Yeah. So so what, what are the some of things some of the things that you guys have been doing to prepare yourself if there is a season, to to stay engaged with your teammates and and things along those lines? I mean, for me, I mean I've I mean I've been injured probably like last year or two with the herniated disc in my neck. I mean, so I've just been trying to like work out my neck and just get the strength back in it. I mean, right now I feel really good about it. I mean, obviously you don't have too much time to work out on the, when you're on the campaign, but I mean, at the same time, yeah, you're walking like seven, eight miles a day when you're out on the streets uh, door knocking, you're, you're walking quite a lot. But I mean, other than that, just getting ready for the season, just making sure everything's going good. And um, hopefully when we're allowed back on the mat, everything works out. As far as the outlook for the season, I believe it'd probably be the, I don't want to be quoted, but I most likely will be the last sport to be approved just because it's contact with different people almost every day. So obviously with everything going on, I, I'd be like, I wouldn't be surprised if they cancel the season is what I'm saying. If we had it, if we had it, great. I'd be more than happy to compete and to be part of the season, but realistically, I'm not really sure if it's going to happen. As far as training, though, um, over the summer, I moved in in July, I moved in with Bill over in Allentown. So um, I've been lifting, wrestling, uh, mostly, not every day. I've been lifting for the most part, like four or five times a week ever since July. Wrestling-wise, like two or three times a week, whenever we can, honestly. Uh, some days we'll, we'll be out of here, maybe like six, I'll wrestle after, or I'll go for a run or something. We just try to make it work. And throughout the day, it's almost like nearly impossible to do anything with everything going on. But maybe wake up early, get a lift in, or stay up late, just get a lift in at night. Definitely you, to do something. Uh, you guys can't wrestle against each other, though. That that that's kind of a, a mismatch, huh? Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a heavyweight Bill's a 133 pounder in season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You crush me. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, as far as training and stuff, our team does the most what they can. Uh, for the freshmen, at least, I can definitely tell that for the five days a week, they have something planned. If it's not a lift, it's a run. If it's not a run, it's a conditioning. Like for them, the freshmen, they're good so far. And as far as off-campus guys, I know that the house we have, they have like weights in the house. We have like a facility that we use off-campus that we can uh, go to. It's open for It's a private place, so it's not like free to the public or anything. We have like kind of like like a relationship with people who own it. So as far as like training-wise, everyone is trained still. And if we do have a season, I'm just going to let you know that we are ready. Like we're definitely going to be a problem. If not this year, it'll be probably next year. So as far as us, I'm not really too worried about our team. Yeah, we like to end all of our podcasts with some different types of getting to know you type questions. So we'll just go back and forth here. What's your favorite movie? We'll, we'll start with you, Ramiro. Honestly, I like Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, the first, second, and third. My favorite is the second one, but Lord of the Rings, definitely a big, like, I read all the books as well, so I love those. Actually, wait, apart from movies, though, favorite TV show, Game of Thrones, 100%. I've seen it, like, three times. For me, my favorite movie would probably be Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, I'm a big Forrest Gump fan, so... I was expecting one of you guys to say Vision Quest is a wrestling movie. <laughs> no. It's definitely a, a, a famous wrestling movie, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Okay. In years okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can talk with Coach McLean about that because he was uh, he was actually in a video interview with the Centennial Conference recently. And, and yeah, you know what's funny, actually? The, you mentioned Vision Quest. So Jason was my, oh, Jason McLean, he was my head coach in high school, freshman, sophomore, and junior year, up until last year when he left. My freshman year, he actually played Vision Quest for our team. Many, many years ago now. So that was pretty, it was pretty cool, pretty cool experience, I'd say. We'll start with you, on Billy, uh, Billy, on this one. What music do you listen to to get you pumped up before wrestling matches? I don't know. I'm a pretty boring guy, so I probably – I really don't listen to any music uh, when you know, I'm going to wrestling match. I didn't uh, – I didn't have a cell phone until I was, like, a junior in high school, so I just never <clears throat> had access to like, music like that, so – I don't know. I usually, if I'm listening, if I do listen to music, it's probably either on the speaker uh, in the restroom when we're warming up, or if, I mean, sometimes I might listen to it, I would listen to probably like rap, rap music, maybe like pop smoke. All right. Ramiro, are you as boring as Billy? No, I mean, I like music. Uh, I listen to music in my car, on my way here, at home, for the most part, everywhere. As far as like, um, kind of like match day or when I play football game day, I'd have like a set playlist I would make the day before, the week before, you know, just to get me like the, my head right. And then sometimes like we're wrestling a tournament, we'll have five, six matches. I listen to music maybe the first, second round. And after that, I was all right, let me just get focused on myself, you know, do a little warm ups. It really depends how I'm feeling the day of. All right, Ramiro, what's the best day on the calendar? What do you mean, best day of the calendar? Like out of the entire year? Out of the entire year. What's, what's the best day of the year? I think best day of the year would probably be. This year, November 3rd, for sure, because Election Day. Well, on a regular year, I'd say January 1st, just because it's New Year. Everyone loves a New Year, and it's like, I don't know, you can do basically anything that year. So, not to sound cliche or anything, but you can, the first day is most likely my favorite day of the year. Blank slate, right? Yep. First day yeah. is New Year. I would have to agree with you. I mean, the best day of the year this year, obviously, it's going to be November 3rd for us. But on a regular schedule, I would probably say uh, when we're wrestling, your sinus. Uh, that's probably the best day of the year because yeah. we're gonna be, we're gonna beat them down every time. It's just kind of it's just kind of fun. It's a fun day. The team gets really into it. They're a rival, so it's always a fun match. And it's always fun to beat them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Uh, if if they're watch if they're listening to this podcast, they might they might hear that. And uh, they're really welcome to hear that. I, I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question for you guys. What is something about you that people might be surprised to learn? 
Um, Maybe that you didn't have a cell phone until you were a junior in high school. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was, well, my dad was super strict. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, an interesting thing, uh, usually I get from Aztec, but I would say a lot of people don't know that I went to deaf school for preschool. I wasn't deaf, but I just went there. <laughs> I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you why. I would actually have to ask my dad, but I went to a deaf school. Did, did you learn American Sign Language? I did. I did. I've kind of like forgot it a little bit now just because I've been not around it as much. But I mean, I still like know the basics of it. I took it in high school. How about you, Ramiro? Something about you that people might be surprised to learn? Honestly, I'm more of like a open book. Like what you see is like what you get for the most part. Definitely some things that I don't really, I don't, I don't really know. If people ask me a question, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to answer. I just like answer it. As far as all right, something people wouldn't know though. Let me think about this one. All right, something some people wouldn't know is that I'm a big Katy, Katy Perry fan. Big Katy Perry fan. <laughs> I like all her songs. <laughs> I don't know why Bill's laughing. He likes her too, so. No. I'm a big, yo, Roar, my favorite song. Roar Katy Perry, my favorite song. That's probably not a bad song to listen to before you uh, before yeah. you wrestle, right? Especially the uh, the Olympics version. The 2016, 20, uh, was it? Or 2018 Olympics? Really good. There you go. All right. Katy Perry. There you go. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for helping out in the political process. You know, it's very, it's a very important uh, part of, of, of what we do as citizens and, and, uh, you know, helping, uh, helping out in that. I'm sure it's, you're performing a good, uh, a, a good service to, to help somebody. And I'm sure it's a great experience for you. So thank you so much. Good luck uh, in the next week. Try to Try to get some sleep. Um, if not between now and Tuesday, then then maybe a little bit after Tuesday. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your patience because I know it took a while to like actually get the podcast going. But thank you. All right. Thank you for your time, though. Thank you for having us. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is a production of the Muhlenberg Office of Athletic Communications with Joe Widener, Zoe Keim, and Marty the Mule. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at mulespodcast at muhlenberg.edu or call our pod line at 484-664-4001 and leave a message. We will answer questions in future episodes. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is available on Apple, and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and review us and recommend us to your friends. For the latest in Muhlenberg College Athletics, please follow us on social media at M-U-H-L underscore S-P-O-R-T-S. Until next week, go Mules!